from Indianapolis with an eye on every corner of the state. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. A rebound in Richmond. An Indiana Rust Belt city powering ahead, rising out of the shadows of its economic past, now forging a path to future growth. How pet food is the key to the renaissance in Richmond. Plus, how one Hoosier's pandemic pet project making pizza has become a central Indiana sensation. Meet the man behind the mouth-watering Sam Square Pie. And Indiana's largest aid service organization expanding its footprint. An Olympic gold medalist and a tribute to Ryan White, all part of the Damien Center new state-of-the-art facility. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week from Richmond, the Wayne County seat. We're just outside the city building in this city. It's only about five miles from the Ohio state line. Now, this is a city that has changed dramatically over the past number of decades, has faced more than its share of challenges with lost population and lost jobs. But based on some recent economic development news, there is hope here for a rosier future. Like many Midwest manufacturing towns, Richmond has felt the brutal impact of the nation's changing manufacturing economy. A city known for making things, from auto parts to lawnmowers to school buses, would be changed forever by plant closings and job loss. And with that, a continued loss of population. For my entire adult life uh, in this city, I love this city, we've been living through the, the, the disinvestment in manufacturing, the scattering of the workforce, um, people starting to use the term rust belt as, as those buildings collected rust. Um, and all the little small businesses that went around all those big factories were, all, were also disappearing. Population was declining. Um, and so we've been working for years to, to turn that tide. And I can stand here and say with confidence that here in Richmond and Wayne County, we are turning it in a big way. And I feel like this is the start of our climb. While recent data shows another drop in population, Ball State economist Mike Hicks says the four-year population trend has been more stable than at any other time in the region's past 30 years. And the negative drumbeat of layoffs and deserted factories is being replaced by a record surge in investment, jobs, and renewed community momentum. Last year, the three major tenants of Cambridge City's Gateway Industrial Park, that's on the western edge of the county, all announced expansions. And this year, the deal flow is continuing. In January, February, and March, we were able to make major economic development announcements for Wayne County. Uh, so far, those three industries combined total $378 million in new investment commitments and over 200 new jobs for this community. The record first quarter investment of nearly a half billion dollars in Richmond's Midwest Industrial Park includes premium pet food maker Blue Buffalo, recently announcing a $200 million commitment to expand its existing facilities there. Nearby, New York's Liberation Labs, a precision fermentation company in the food industry, and Michigan-based Viking Group, which makes fire suppression systems, also announcing expansions. A lot of it's about the people. We have been blessed that we are finding humble, hungry, and smart buffs that continue to produce um, pet food for General Mills and Blue Buffalo. And we have been one of the manufacturers that haven't had trouble getting people 
So we continue to invest in Wayne County. And Wayne County's growing cluster of pet food companies could lead to yet another announcement from an as of yet unnamed company. Uh, Project Thomas is what we're working on finalizing now, and that will be a rail transload facility to support the pet food industry here in this region. Uh, Blue Buffalo is their primary customer, but they will be building to have excess capacity so that they can support other pet food companies in the area, and that will be a tremendous asset to us, not only for our existing businesses, but also for the new businesses coming online and our ability to potentially attract more to really become the capital of pet food process processing in the nation. Well, Richmond also has important ties to transportation in the skies and on the ground. First, the Wright brothers, inventors of the world's first airplane, a game changer for the world. Orville and Wilbur spent three of their teen years growing up in Richmond, said to have spent time tinkering with pulleys and ways of making motion in a red barn behind their house. Richmond also playing a key role in the early days of shuttling kids to and from school. The first rendition of a school bus, a horse-drawn carriage car, developed at Wayne Works in Richmond. The company grew into one of the leading manufacturers of school buses in the country before shutting down in 1992. Well, big plans for the next chapter of transportation in Richmond and Wayne County. More on that and a look at much needed housing coming to the city when we return. It has been 55 years since a sunny spring day in April turned into Richmond's darkest hour. Two powerful explosions caused by a gas leak ripped through the downtown here, killing 41 people, injuring dozens more. You're looking at really some dramatic video from Ball State University. Today, a brick memorial stands outside the Wayne County Courthouse Annex, honoring the victims. Well, certainly a lot has changed here in Richmond since that tragedy in 1968, an event that really in many ways bonded this community. Looking forward, two important areas, transportation and housing, are seen as ways to get Richmond back on track. More than $60 million in road projects are underway in Richmond, and that doesn't include the major widening of I-70 from Cambridge City to the Ohio State Line all part of major infrastructure improvements that officials here hope will attract more business. INDOT is in the process of actually tearing down and rebuilding this US 27 bridge um, in the heart of downtown Richmond. And in addition to that, in the fall, they will start the widening of I-70 all the way through Wayne County from the state line um, over to the west. Yeah. There's also a lot of major INDOT infrastructure projects within the heart of the community as well on North A, South A, 9th and 8th Street that's occurred. Meantime, housing is a big issue for communities statewide. Richmond Mayor Dave Snow says the city is close to securing a nearly $40 million project for 150 apartments at the site of the former Elder Beerman Department store in the city's downtown. We do have a developer who's looking at a very large scale project, almost $40 million. Our downtown has never had a single one-time $40 million investment. And I truly see it as an economic engine. Once you put 150 market rate units in a downtown like ours, you build in that audience, people that will live there, shop there. They want to eat. They need things. They need clothes. They, they want to go to small boutique stores. They, they need places to hang out. They need that third place and they wanna find it close to where they live. So I see it as a huge uh, turn of the trajectory of our downtown. So between economic development projects as well as transportation and housing projects, 
fair amount going on here in Richmond and Wayne County. We close out our coverage from Richmond with a nod to its music heritage. The city is known as the cradle of recorded jazz. That's because the earliest jazz recordings were made at Jeanette Records in Richmond. Legendary musician Louis Armstrong among the artists to record there. And we're back in studio after the break for this week's Business of Health and Around Indiana. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank, all rights reserved. Well, a $34 million clinic now under construction on the near east side of Indianapolis aims to revamp health care in a distressed community. Business of Health reporter Kylie Valletta here now with more. Kylie. Well, thank you very much, Gary. The Damien Center is Indiana's oldest and largest AIDS service organization and has operated on the near east side for more than 35 years. But its leaders say in recent years, the center has more than doubled the number of clients it serves, causing the organization to vastly outgrow its clinic. Crews recently broke ground on a $34 million construction project to expand its single building to a three-building state-of-the-art headquarters to better fulfill its mission to prevent the spread of HIV. The center says there are more than 2,000 people with HIV who aren't currently receiving care in Indy, and the highest concentration of those live on the near east side. Damien Center President and CEO Alan Witchie says the new campus will drastically enhance its ability to be a one-stop shop for HIV. HIV medical care, adding dental services, vision care, a lab, pharmacy, and expanded food pantry. Many populations in poverty uh, will struggle to go to multiple different locations for, for health care and services. And that could be because uh, maybe they have a job that is not very uh, welcoming at offering PTO or very complicated to get away from. And so oftentimes they have uh, one day they can go and do something or one afternoon. And the more services you offer under one roof, uh, the more opportunity you, you have to really um, provide support and wellness to those individuals at the time when they need it the most. The Washington Street corridor uh, coming from the east side into downtown, you know, it's sort of the gateway into the city. And um, there hasn't been a lot of services available for people in need on the near east side. Um, so I think building up um, along this gateway into the city is going to be uh, really helpful for the city as a whole. I think it will bring uh, more people forward in terms of thinking about how they could um, develop and support the Near East Side. The project will also convert a building next door into a career and employment center where residents can take basic ed classes or get small business and entrepreneurial training. And a coffee shop area could also offer certifications in hospitality.
And Kyle, I know the Damien Center was such a such an iconic mm -hmm. facility in our, our city. It really wants to be more than just a health center, right? Right, not just a health clinic. They want this to be a big investment in that community as a whole. That area is grappling with a lot of social issues. They have high homeless rates, high uh, overdose rates, low access to healthy food. So they view this as more of an investment in the community as a whole to really raise up that community. And I know the leadership at Damien Center too feels as though HIV is kind of kind of falling off the radar screen, right. right? And this will help uh, bring it back into the center stage, so to speak. Um, you know, this is a big issue. It's going to take time, but they say this new campus is giving them tools that they didn't have before. And so they are confident that they can eventually end HIV on the east side. Thanks as always, Kylie. Yep. Great story. Thank you. It's time now for Eye on Education. Well, students in Northwest Indiana will have a new way to get on-the-job experience thanks to a new chapter of the Federation for Advanced Manufacturing Education. The South Shore InFame chapter will provide a work-and-learn model for students to earn an associate's degree in advanced manufacturing. InFame creates apprenticeship-style educational programs in an effort to fuel the talent pipeline for manufacturers. The goal is to begin recruiting in Northwest Indiana, graduating high school students this fall, with the program beginning in the summer of 2024. An Indiana visionary, innovating in a business he never thought he'd find himself in, First Internet Bank founder Dave Becker is my guest on this week's Business and Beyond podcast. Becker launched First Internet Bank back in 1999. It's the first totally internet-based bank in the United States. He is a serial tech entrepreneur launching five startups before getting into the banking game. He shared an interesting story about what went on behind the scenes during the recent Silicon Valley Bank collapse. How fast it came down was a surprise to absolutely everybody with no warning, no kind of heads up. And, uh, my phone lit up at 1 a.m. in the morning with uh, friends here still in the tech industry that had all their money at Silicon Valley Bank. Dave, I can't make payroll on Wednesday. What am I going to do? Really interesting conversation and entertaining as well. Some good stories with Hoosier entrepreneur David Becker on the next Business and Beyond podcast starting Monday. You can check it out at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Well, Indiana communities hit hard by a violent tornado outbreak. More on the human and financial toll and the long road to rebuilding. And in this week's IBJ, I'll look at whether cow manure may be finally catching on as an energy source where Indiana stands in what is a growing market. Plus, why some Indiana business leaders don't want to lose the Indianapolis downtown heliport, which is on the verge of being shut down for new development. And it is one of the most anticipated events of the year, IBJ's 40 Under 40 Awards. Join us for the unveiling of the 2023 class of honorees. You can RSVP by April 14th at IBJ.com. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, communities around Indiana still cleaning up after more than a dozen tornadoes pounded the Hoosier State one week ago. 
This is a look at the damage of one of the hardest hit communities, Sullivan. That's about 25 miles south of Terre Haute. The National Weather Service says an EF3 tornado had a path nearly nine miles long with winds reaching 155 miles per hour. Sullivan Mayor Clint Lamb's office says several high profile projects funded by the state's Ready Grant program, including a new city pool, were not damaged. But a dearth of housing, a big concern before the storm, now takes on added significance as Sullivan rebuilds and moves forward. Gary Chicago International Airport marking an important milestone this week. Airport and community leaders commemorating $6 million in federal funds to support air cargo infrastructure enhancements. The funding described as critical to growing air cargo service in northwest Indiana, which has increased since UPS began operations there in late 2020. Columbus-based Cummins is investing more than a billion dollars to upgrade its U.S. engine manufacturing facilities. Cummins says the investment will support clean energy efforts, including engine platforms that run on low-carbon fuels like hydrogen. The announcement made this week at a Minnesota plant where the company is investing $10 million in adding 100 jobs. Cummins says details about new investment in Indiana will be made public at a later date. A boost for Fort Wayne's economy as 1,000 workers clocked in for the first time this week at Amazon's new Robotics Fulfillment Center in Allen County. They'll work with advanced robotics automation to pack and ship smaller items like books and electronics. New leadership at Corden-based First Capital, Inc., Chris Frederick, promoted to president and CEO of First Harrison Bank. Now, he's been with the bank since 1990 and most recently served as CFO. Frederick will succeed Bill Herod, who is retiring after 30 years in that role. First Harrison Bank operates 18 offices in Indiana and Kentucky. The Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer is showing growing concern uh, from farmers. They're concerned about the ag economy both now and in the future. The overall measurement, based on responses from 400 farmers nationwide, fell eight points in March. Purdue says rising interest rates and weaker prices for commodities, including wheat, corn, and soybeans, key factors behind that lower sentiment. Well, Jeff Miner has a job just about every sports fan in America would really envy. He runs the Skycam following NFL quarterbacks from Patrick Mahomes to C.J. Stroud. But COVID opened up an opportunity for him to pursue a passion he's had since he was eight years old. Mary Rachel Redmond has more on an Indianapolis entrepreneur who has grown his pizza business from the ground up. It all started as just a fun project during COVID. Being locked in our houses for a couple of months, and I always enjoyed pizza. Mm -hmm. So I started digging into some recipes online to see um, what I like to make and what I, you know, what I was going to cook. And I made a Chicago deep dish, and then I, the, the Detroit pan was one of my favorite pizzas because of uh, Blue Pan Pizza in, in Denver and um, Prince Street Pizza in Manhattan. So I, I Googled their recipes and I started looking at dough and, and reading about dough and started making and experimenting with to try to get that nice fluffy crust mm -hmm. and then that Frico edge and then trying to figure out how to do it. Looking up dough recipes of some of his favorite pizza, well, quickly turned into... I was able to make like 10 in my kitchen and it was a circus and, uh, <laughs> and I would put them out on the front porch and people would pick them up off the porch and um, the feedback was exemplary and, and I kept making them and... Um, and it just kept growing and then my Instagram following kept growing, you know, and everything. And then it became kind of a mystery. How do you get one? 
and that was kind of part of the fun too you know it's because it's like it's you know if anything COVID taught us that not everything's promised and that you know you have to work to get some things that are you know that are out there but it was the death of his brother Ron Miner, also known to many in the community as DJ Indiana Jones, that inspired Jeff to really pursue pizza making. You know, when people, we all go through periods of our life where we lose people we love, and you know, it's what you do with that, that sorrow. And so that sorrow turned into, you know, uh, planting a seed of, you know, pizza crust, you know, and pizza sauce <laughs> and pizza, pizza, pizza. So, you know, you use that sorrow and propel yourself forward. And Sam Square Pie has become nothing less than a huge success. In fact, Miner decided to put his pizza up against some of the best in the world at the Pizza Expo. And out of 60 entrants, he placed number five in the world. And I kind of handed it out to the crowd. And the feedback was ridiculous. People were like, oh my God, this is really good. And so I knew, you know, I mean, I already knew it was good, but I wanted to put it up on a world stage to see you know, where it is. And, you know, I'll be making Detroit and Sicilian style pizzas um, here at Indy's Kitchen um, here in the next couple weeks and uh, throughout the summer. And I might find another place to pop up as well. I had help from Turchetti's, um, you know, the butcher shop in Fountain Square. Uh, George was kind enough to uh, let me use some of his Italian, hot Italian sausage, which is, it's, it's amazing. So, you know, I took some of the Indiana um, element out to the big city and to the world and it, it, it works. Mary Rachel Redman inside cool. Indiana Business. Looks very tasty indeed. And if you'd like to get some Sam Square pie, you can check it out at Indy's Kitchen. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Inside Indiana Business. Circling back to where we started our show this week in Richmond, a city looking forward while also embracing its rich past. We'll leave you with some sounds from the cradle of recorded jazz. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television Podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.